You don't have to have a garden to have a garden. A lot of the new plants coming through are for containers or for vertical gardens or just a pot that you can put in your house and then later maybe you can put it in the garden. Hi, I'm Melanie Walker and this is Grounded. If gardening is your passion, this is the place to be to find out about what's happening in the gardening world. It's another edition of All Things Green and Gorgeous. And we're not talking about Shrek or Michael. Yep. <laughs> Michael's very really in the pink. He's not I a green person. Pink. I'm in the pink. I, no, I'm a green person, but I, I am. You are not Shrek, Michael. Stop it. No, it's, it's a sort of a green thing inside of me. <laughs> Called jealousy, <laughs> envy? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm, I'm, I'm usually envious of people who spend more time in the garden than I do. I'm envious of people who have more plants than I do. But I'm pink. I, I, I do love the pink thing. I love pink plants. I love uh, pink <laughs> yeah, flowers. the pink thing. Okay, we're not going to go <laughs> further with that one. <laughs> yeah. No, it always has to go down well. But, you know, it's, it's, it's been a fantastic we've, – we've had a fantastic time recently. And uh, it's, it's – um, I, I must say it's that time of the year when we get really busy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of exciting things happen. And certainly since last year, something that's been most exciting to us uh, from a college perspective and, and becoming bigger – Mm. Is is the whole Bullstrator thing? Um, oh yeah, the trials. The trials, yeah, which which we now look forward to anxiously and and breathlessly. Oh. Uh, I, mean, I, I, I have one thing to say about it. I never liked petunias, and I went to the trials was it two or three years ago, and there was Starry Night, or what's called Night Sky. But night I sky. looked at this and immediately because I love Van Gogh, I looked at this and I just thought. That is the most beautiful flower I have ever seen. And suddenly I like petunias all over again. Well, I mean, there are a lot of things. I, I for the first time last year, I saw an ornamental mullet. And, yeah, I know uh, you, the mullet was <laughs> looking, the, looking the at the mullet. mullet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this is what's been great for me is, um, and we'll talk about it, obviously, getting involved in the whole thing. But before we even start talking about it, because we sort of put in the cart before the horse uh, we have a very special person here today talking about the whole Bullstratov thing, Kathy Varney from Bullstratov. And it's lovely to have you here, Kathy. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Oh, it's very, I mean, we, I think it's one of the things that not only we who are in the gardening industry or the green industry, but now the public as well really look forward to. We hear the word plant trials. And we are immediately, when are you opening? When are you opening? Because you opened last year for the first time to the public. Yeah, we used to long ago open. Um, those were more gardens, and that was over 10 years ago, I think. So we get quite creative with our displays. It's The trials are for the trade, for the growers and the garden centers to come see new varieties coming through. But it really is, it's beautiful. So we, we thought we can't waste this. The, the public need to see it. It's mm. just, it's beautiful. So the last year was pretty good. And this year looks to be even better. We've got people knocking down our doors asking what time we open. And they started contacting us in April already because we, this year is different. It's the first time we've ever done it in November. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. And people can take picnics and blankets and go and hang out on the lawn and stuff. Yes, definitely. And we've got someone who can provide them with food and refreshments as well. So there's a few picnic tables and we've tried to make the gardens really pretty this year. Uh, our part of the gardens, the Lifestyle College garden is always gorgeous. Uh, so it's definitely, definitely something to come and enjoy on a nice Saturday. So, so how did the trials actually come about? I mean, was it something that you, I mean, has been happening since people started growing plants for sale? Or is it something that the growers said, all right, we need to see what is happening? You know, it's quite an international thing. It's, it's surprising to people how international this industry is. 
So we bring in new genetics, if you will, uh, the new night sky petunia. It's bred by someone in Germany or America or something like that. So we actually attend trials overseas and you see the plants beforehand and you see what's coming through. So most growers, they don't get to go to those trials. Mm. So what we do is we get everything together from a million different breeders. That's an exaggeration, but a lot. <laughs> um, and then we put, them, we put them all in our trial house. We grow them out. We do it for various reasons. We're constantly trialing to see, does it work in South Africa? Can we grow it? Will it produce cuttings? Things like that. We also do it to see a new color, to see a new variety. And then we need to show the growers to see what they like. Mm. And we need to show the retailers to see what they like. And then we love showing the public to see what they like because it's often three very different answers. Really? Yes. And which would you generally go for? Obviously the public. Well, I love to hear what the public wants. Yeah. And it's actually invaluable. On the public open day, we give everyone a flag and they can choose their favorite plant. And that is just fantastic market research where we can say to the garden centers, people really want this, so make sure you have it. And I think I said last year, you know, what we get excited about sometimes is, oh, wow, it's an orange petunia. There was never an orange petunia in the world before. Didn't really matter. People would like their hot pink petunia. So it's it's not necessarily what people want. Mm. So this is where the, the trials come along and just, yeah, for us to test and see. And every year we do it. Mm. So the trade will come through and they'll see everything. And then... And then they start growing. And then they start growing. So you are the go-between with the people who have done the stuff overseas and then giving them, the growers, the means to be able to grow these things on? Is that how it works? Yes, basically. We supply the trade. Uh, Ball Stratov supplies the seeds and young plants to the trade. They then grow them on and the growers and they supply it to the garden centers. Because everybody asks me, oh, why were they? Can we buy all the plants? I'm like, no, you have to wait for them to get into the garden centers. Exactly. And what's quite nice about this year is that we used to tease people quite a lot and it would lead to some frustrations and that's why it's now in November. We've already made initial selections. So sometimes we see something that is two years away and we're trying it to give feedback to the breeders. Mm. But we show you this and you want it now and we can't always help you there. So now while there's a few what we call experimentals, there will be a lot more that is either already in the garden centers now or will be over the next few months. No, because people don't understand with gardening. It's, you have to be patient in this field, don't you? Girl? Don't be impatient. Mm. Just. <laughs> 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 well, we need to know. I mean, I'm sure that you, you also had to do a whole lot of trialing when it came to impatience, um, <laughs> especially impatience people. But, um, I mean, I'm sitting here and thinking, often I see plants and they, they sit on the shelves and it, it looks like people aren't going to buy them. They're not that keen on them. So how often do the growers and the retail people listen to the information that you've gleaned when it comes to what people want, what they really, really want? They're getting there. Uh, it's quite a new thing with the, the flags and the public, but I notice, you know, it's any information that we give them, you can see who's using it and you can see a lot of the novelty things are being picked up a lot more, but also your your bread and butter things are coming through a lot. As an example, um, you were talking about impatience. It's quite funny because you're going to see a lot of those. Oh, really? And one of the biggest complaints that most gardeners will give you is that their impatience started dying and what happened and now they can't find any in the garden centers. And it's a problem because downy mildew hit the, the a world. A few years back, yeah, and everybody had that issue. Yes. So now we've got various impatience to replace that and your sun patience and your New Guinea impatience. We've got quite a big trial this year of what we're hoping work 
like downy mildew resistance in patients. So those will be the actual busy lizzies, not the, the perennials. Actual yeah. busy lizzies, yeah. So a lot of a lot of gardeners are saying they don't care if they die; they still want them in their gardens till they die, I guess. Which is what an annual is, is supposed to do, supposed I guess. To yeah. Do, yeah. yeah. So a lot of those, and that's just gardeners demanding. We need busy lizzies that are healthy. So we're mm. working on that, and you'll see. Uh, we're probably going to upset a few people, but we're going to try and make them sick to see if they get sick. So we'll put downy mildew. I'm to, are you talking about the plants, not the people? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We're not going to make any people sick. We're going to make them overjoyed. <laughs> they just make you sick. <laughs> Sorry, no. No, that's not true. We're just having a bit of fun here. But I mean, Michael, you've been so involved with it. I mean, I, I just go through and ooh and art all of the wonderful flowers, and I see all of these beautiful delphiniums in different colors that are coming out and um, new varieties of old-fashioned favorites, which I get my my creative juices get going and I just ooh and on take 45 million pictures of everything and knowing full well that I'm actually not going to put them in my garden but at least I can look at them but my, you, you work with them quite a lot and so you can actually know what's coming up in a year or two and if you've got a, a project which is ongoing Michael then you can say to the people look these are going to be coming through and those would look fantastic so you'll just have to wait or does that not actually happen? It doesn't really happen. I, I think that we are sensitive to what Kathy is busy saying at the moment. It's a trial. And, um, you know, when, when we look at it from a trial perspective, I think we get excited within ourselves saying, I hope it comes out. Um, you know, I hope this kind of thing is available in the market. But generally speaking, I think because we have been working quite closely with Bull Startup and specifically Kathy, you know, we are quite sensitive to the fact that, okay, wait, these are trials. You know, let's just wait and see. You know, there's, there's still a process to go through here. Mm -hmm. Um, but I must say, you know, it's it's very difficult not to get excited when you walk into the trial house, for instance. Whoever's listening at the moment, it's not just about going and, as you say, I, I love having picnics, and, but it's, there's a lot more to it than that. And I think it's a unique a unique thing to be able to do. And Kathy, I was just thinking while you were talking there in terms of trends and whatnot, you know, not even the flags, but there must be a sensitivity towards how people react to plants, you know, if you just stand back and watch them, you know, and everybody gravitates towards a certain corner and you say, well, I wonder what they all go in there. It's probably where the millet is. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> You'd like to think that, Michael. I think it's possibly where the night sky is, but yeah, the millet is <laughs> I called it, I called it. <laughs> but um, but uh, in, uh, how much of this is actually picked up from trends overseas or is there very little of it? I mean, we have a, a very unique market, I suppose, in South Africa and people with unique tastes. And we have traditionally, I think gardening-wise, been Eurocentric. And that might be changing? After a fashion, I think that you look at certain trends and they're all very similar. One of the main things around the world is less less garden space, more people on patios, more people uh, on patios, in houses with little balconies, things like that. And I think the main thing is that you can still have a garden. You don't have to have a garden to have a garden. So a lot of the new plants coming through are for containers or for vertical gardens or just a pot that you can put in your house and then later maybe you can put it in the garden. And you can see this happening around the world. You can also see the the unusuals being very popular, like, like the night sky. We've got one binka tattoo, also the bicolored, that kind of thing. And then, yeah, you've still got what you said was your, your good old-fashioned favorites, but just just better but mm. it's very good to see the reaction. One of the things I'm starting to notice, which very much pleases me, is that the garden market is getting a little bit younger. People are interested in, in growing their own veggies and then realizing, well, it would be nice to have a splash of color in between. And this is definitely expanding and it's good to see it. It's also good to see people's reactions when they see all the color. They don't realize 
what you can do with color. Well, that was two things that I, I kind of really, that struck me apart from Night Sky, um, were, first of all, the, like veggie garden in a pot. Yeah. And there were all kinds of different vegetables that have now been kind of grown so that they go a little bit smaller, but still getting the nice big fruits um, that you can have different varieties all in one pot. And the other one with the color, are you doing the same thing again where you had the, the pink and then the orange and then the purple? I love those with the bicycle and a picture of this with some pink in the background. That for me blew me away. You're asking for the beans to be spilled here, Mel. Yeah. I know. I'll, I'll I'm spill so excited. a little bit though. I'll spill a little bit and say no. <laughs> oh, no. no, you no. know, we have no. to, I got to keep it interesting. Yeah. So every year it's got to have something a little bit different. So this year, not so many color theme displays, mm -hmm. but certain key products so that you can see how you could use them like a Calibrocoa and how it's different from a bedding. Is that how you say it? I always say Calibrocoa. I, there are two ways. Everyone says it differently. So you so. say Calibrocoa. Calibrocoa, yeah. Calibrocoa. It's uh, the it's most beautiful little flower if you've never seen them. I fell in love with them at the trials. Yeah. That's so the we, first time I had like this complete overwhelming, I need to have all of those. Yeah, I love them to pieces. And so we're showing certain plants just so people can see their different uses as well. Mm. And how you can put your petunias in the ground and you can put your Calibrocoas in a basket and how you can treat them and just the very many different flower forms and colors. Generally, even though we're green, we like color. I know Michael likes pink. I yes. like purple. I like all the blues as well. Although I like plants. I mean, how can you not like plants? How can you not be obsessed with plants? I just want to go. I mean, sometimes we all have very green gardens these days because, you know, we're going <clears throat> environmentally friendly and trying to be water wise and having green gardens is good because lots of grasses and this, that and the other. But sometimes it's just nice to have a garden which is just chock full of color and redolent of scent and full of joy and ode to plants. An ode to spectral splendor. I, I, I like the spectral splendor. I, I, I must tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm a more sedate kind of landscaper. So when I do landscapes, I, they're sort of natural meadows and grasses and whatnot. But every year I get the opportunity to play with color, well, twice. <laughs> yeah, I think we do that every now and then. We have to play with color because that's what, I mean, we're sitting and looking at everybody's gardens these days, as I said, very green, very low maintenance. Mm. And having lots of flowers in your garden is usually quite high maintenance. So people tend to move away unless they're just doing annuals for a little burst of color here and there. But I suddenly realized in the one garden I was in not too long ago, which one uh, was said that it vomited color. Ooh. Oh, it was one. No, I just, I it, can imagine it was nice a spewing image. forth of color. It was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I've never, I walked around just ooing and aahing. And I don't think there's a po poetic use for the word vomit, Mel. <laughs> you want a bit? <laughs> just did it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but think about this, Melanie. We go to um, garden centers and we take mm -hmm. things for granted to an extent, I think, because there's all these pretty flowers and, and, and they're all there and there's all these choices that we have. And so we get our full of color by going into a shop, yes. Yeah, and, and, and I don't know to what extent, and it's only because I've been sensitized to this, and I was one of those people before, two years ago, um, when I, I, I did take it for granted that they would just be there. But you get people like Kathy um, doing all the hard yards and, and, and us not knowing what goes into it or, you know, you, you trial I don't know how many plants, Kathy, and I don't know what kind of strike rate you get out of that in terms of plants getting out there eventually. And, and it's all that hard work. And, you know, you have to have some sort of conversion and feeling that, you know, I've made a difference. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good question, Mike. We do, we trial year, all year round and we're trying different plants, different products, all of that. Sometimes it's just a replacement. So you wouldn't even realize 
that the old pentis is gone and the new pentis is here. Only the new one doesn't lose its flowers as quickly mm. or the new verbenas don't cycle in and out of flower. And these are the kind of things we're sometimes looking for. Sometimes there's just a new color or some crazy new product or species or something that hasn't come out yet. So, and I mean, also for Bull Strato, some products we've never done before, but they're not necessarily new. So, for instance, we've been trialing for quite a long time now, this one called, it's a hemorrhocalis, but it's called Everyday Lily because it flowers for longer. And apparently, well, I say apparently, we've trialed it now, so mature specimens get up to 400 blooms in a year. So it's, it's all very great and fantastic. When we trial, though, sometimes, like I say, it might be one breeder's got a petunia that they think is better than the petunia we're already doing. We don't take the word for it. We have to trial it. We have to see, is it somehow immune to rain affecting the blooms at all? Mm. And if it's not, then sometimes we go, okay, it's not worth doing it because you're just going to confuse everyone with two million different kinds of petunias. Mm. So we do, as I say this year, because we're doing it in November, we've actually taken out a few that we've already seen don't work. And I can't tell you how many plants we, we trial. I should actually look it up. Uh, but Are I would we talking say about thousands? Definitely hundreds. Over a year, it may reach a thousand, but that would include different colors. So, mm. you know, in, in impatience or violas alone, you're looking at like 70 colors per variety. And mm. petunias, we've got, uh, I don't know, eight varieties and each one's got their own 10 colors. So it all starts adding up, definitely. And we're doing the, the veggies and fruits a little bit now as well in between. So there are a lot and we try and make the best, most informed decisions. So we don't just go, oh, we don't like it. It's often actually a joke at Bullstradoff because someone doesn't like it doesn't mean we can't list it. Uh, we have to take everything into account and see what people are asking for, what people want, what kind of colors work and how it's going to work here and then make a decision. And mm. when we decide not to do something, Sometimes it's really sad. Sometimes it's decided be before us. So we say we want it, and then we hear from the breeder, oh, it doesn't set seed. If it doesn't set seed, we can't put it in a seed packet and we can't sell it. And then we're devastated because we're like, oh, it was amazing. But often these, these more unusual ones can be a little bit trickier in getting out to the market, but they do come eventually. So, I mean, I'm just sitting here and thinking, of course, one of the things that you are doing is selling seed. Yes. To, to the people who will then go on and grow. So um, you've got Kirchhoff's that comes through it, yes? Yes. And that's the one that you need to be able to know that the plant will continue. So that's one thing that I hear from so many people. Is it going to self-seed? How long does the flower last for? Does it last all year? I want a flower that goes all year. And I'm like, okay, plants don't work like that. No, not really. In this climate, you know, uh, overseas people will laugh at us because you get perennials and you get annuals. Mm. But in our climate, as long as you're not hit by a crazy black frost, you have petunias and geraniums that are going to go year round. Mm. And you will then have a flower for the whole year. But the plant is going to start looking tired because, you know, it's given you great joy. It's given you the best of its life. And now you need to, you know. Nurture it, maybe get a new one, maybe get it a buddy. So, but in this, people do, they want, they want color all year round and flowers all year round, but they do, they go in and out and mm. they need a rest too. It's also the best when people come in and say, I need a cherry blossom tree. We're like, well, you passed it. <laughs> Sorry, you can't have it. I mean, people, I want these, I want those. I'm like, no, you can't have them. They're like, why? I said, wrong season. Yeah. You have to wait until winter. 
Do you find that a lot as well, Mike? I mean, you want people yeah. in your gardens, and oh, I want this and I must have that. It's, it's very difficult from a landscaping point of view to actually convince somebody that your garden is going to change shape. It's going to change look and feel. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not always going to be according to the way you did the plan initially. Um, <clears throat> because we always talk about that fourth dimension of person mm. gardening. Um, but yeah, it, I think it is difficult. It's, it's, it's really difficult to please people and to actually give them a vision of what's realistic and what's fertile. Mm. So what are some of the other things apart from like not setting seed that would uh, preclude a plant from going from trials actually onto the shelves? It could be, as I say, maybe it's just too similar to something out there already or doesn't outperform it. So we don't we don't include it because we've already got it, so to speak. Not everyone always goes and looks and says that's that variety. So we're just choosing varieties, but you don't know if it was a petunia dream or petunia carpet. Mm. It's a petunia. Um, so we're checking for the best performance. Sometimes it's just uh, it doesn't grow nice in our climate. It's You can tell there are quite a few things that come through and you can tell it needs fertilization. It needs some crazy cold to be amazing. Mm. So it grows here, but not as spectacular. Or people will ask for something they've seen overseas. So we try it and it looks great, but the flowers are a lot smaller because it's the kind of thing that only flowers big when it gets mm. the cold. On the other hand, we get quite a few of these, like I said, these special bicolor ones where the, the colors are better and the variations are better in the high heat and light, which is always good for South Africa. So. so when it comes to the cold, I mean, there's so many people who've been asking, oh, I want peonies and I want alliums. And of course, those need like specifically quite a lot of cold. Yeah. They, and again, this is why there are quite a few exciting things. Lewisia, we've recently listed that and people are beautiful buying. oh my goodness i saw oh. them for the first time the other day yeah they're everywhere now because people have gone crazy but it used to be that the Lewisias, the ones we could get there were two problems the one was very hard to germinate and mm. we're growing the young plants and you can see when there's an issue and also the older ones they needed the fertilization whereas these they now the seed They've improved the seed. Yeah. So the seed will germinate, doesn't need the crazy cold, and they, they're beautiful. Because they're kind of classified as alpines, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. Normally, and Michael loves alpines. Yeah. Normally when we see alpine in the name, we're like, yeah, we're going to try that mm. first. Because, you know, how much alpine do you need to make this thing burst into flowers? So. so the people, I mean, I know that there's so many people who work on hybridizing like roses or creating new roses or bulbs and things like that. So the people, a lot of people here in South Africa actually working on creating new varieties of plants that will work here or indigenous plants that are already here and they're just making them better that they can work throughout the country. Yeah. So it's, it's also a very interesting question because it's here and overseas. So for instance, our osteospermums, which everyone everyone loves, and they'll only go so far until it gets too hot, and then mm. they're going to grow out of flowers. So I know that they're doing some breeding here to try see some that are going to extend further into summer so people can have the flowers for longer. Um, there, there are various breeders working on, on various indigenous things here, but also overseas. A lot of our indigenous amazing things are being bred with overseas as well. Our agapanthus specifically. Yeah, yeah. well, many, many things. The the breeding world is... it's it's phenomenal if you actually go and, and find out. You, you can't believe how much and how many plants they're working on. So a lot of the stuff that is indigenous to South Africa is very much in demand overseas. And so they are working on those varieties as well. That can handle the cold weather instead of just our hot weather. Yeah. It's interesting to hear, well, I know that everybody brags or talks about South African plants. I think we can be proud of that. 
Yes. Um, but just in terms of let's get back to trials, because I think that's it's quite exciting, you know, coming up soon. And I think people are now listening to us saying, wow, I didn't realize there was so much in it. Um, and now that they're hearing, wow, you know, you can actually go and visit this place. Mm. Um, first of all, what, what are they looking forward to? And second of all, what are your challenges? Because, I mean, I, I know it's just it's not just a case of saying, okay, well, you know, we're going to grow some seeds. And then on that day, everything is going to be pretty and waiting for you. Yes. I think there's more to it than that. Yeah, so... What we do, I'm trying to think of where to start. Um, <laughs> like a year or two years beforehand, I start seeing what's going to come through and I start putting things down and you've got to work out the timing. And I I'd normally get a big old spreadsheet and go, if I want this to flower in this week, when do I have to sow the seeds? And I've got to make sure I all stick the cuttings because some of it are from vegetative pr- production. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes you don't get the stuff in time. So that's been a bit of a challenge. Sometimes you have a baby and you're on maternity leave and you, you didn't get some of that done. <laughs> that can mess things up a bit, yes. <laughs> That's a challenge. But no, what's actually been quite a challenge this year, and it's funny how you, you learn as you go along. We usually do the trials in April. That's what we've been doing the past few years, mm. which is great to see the plants so that everyone's devastated. They can't take the plants and put them in their garden because most of them were summer annuals. So this year, November trials makes far more sense in many ways, but we start the plants when it's still cold and dark. Whereas in April, we were starting them when we had long days and better weather. Mm. And you can see how it's affected the plant's growth. And then on top of that, we've had this ridiculous, it seems like summer, no, wait, here's a cold front. Oh, no, yeah, just a little bit more cold and a little bit more dark. And again, you can see it affecting the plants. So they're budding, but we've normally got fuller plants by this stage as I see us building up into trials. So we'll still have lots of colorful people to see. I would have liked more color, but these are all things that that we learn along the way. So there've been a few challenges. Um, we also, some of the stuff was grown in a house that didn't have heat and, and things like that. So mm. yeah, it will be good though. It will be good. We're going to see many glorious things, Michael. Yeah, it's it's exciting. I, I think being able to walk around in, in, in the background and, and have a look and, and, and see the bustling because there is bustling and I, and I think there there's a lot of energy being put into it. So um, if if you've you know if if I was a member of the public who wasn't aware of this and suddenly becomes aware of it, I wouldn't miss it. You know, you've got one day that you can go and look at this mm. this display, and it's not just about the trials. Um, it's about all sorts of things that Bullstrato puts on, and is putting on, and increasing and expanding. So I, I think it's becoming. I think it's becoming an event to attend. Yeah. And um, apart from that, I mean, can people say go onto your website and see what you've got in the works that is coming up in the future? Not. Well, no, you're no. keeping everything under your, your hat here. Huh? Everything on our website, uh, in terms of pictures of flowers, are, are flowers that would be available already. So, yeah, okay. that would be available already. But yeah, the trials afford the opportunity to see some things that are coming through down the line. I think you need to tease people. Oh, yeah, no, we still tease them, but we're not allowed to tease them too much. <laughs> there is a new sky for you, Mel. You can oh, really? The new sky. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be looking at the new sky. Yeah. I like the skies. lightning sky. Ooh, a lightning sky. A lightning sky. Um, it sounds I, exciting. My, my appetite has been whetted here. <laughs> I think what's exciting, though, in terms of what we're doing as well, is Kathy's very much on board with us trying to show the plants as they would look in a garden. Yeah. Um, you know, instead of just, it's it's okay because you, you go into the, say you go into the trial house and you look at this blaze of colors, you know, from corner to corner and up on the roof and hanging baskets and everybody gets all excited. And uh, it's nice to be able to translate that into a garden. 
um, kind of environment or garden space. And I think that's something else that we've been working on quite hard since we've been collaborating mm. with Cathy. So that's also nice to see. I can't yeah. wait to see the garden as well. well. They've done a great job. Cathy, thank you so much for coming and explaining this to us and to everybody who didn't know what these trials were about and what goes into them. Okay, so Michael? Cathy, as always, it's been a pleasure, but I will see you soon. Yes. All right, and that's it for today. We will catch you again with the next show of Grounded. For show notes and more information about this episode, go to solidgoldstudios.co.za forward slash grounded.